Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Beam Voice. Uh, today is the episode number 42. And uh, we have with us uh, Christian Dalhuizen from uh, Netherlands. He is a product manager at Beam Collab. Welcome, Christian. It's really nice to, to have you joining me. Um, let's start by uh, telling us a little bit about yourself um, while you, are, uh, you start sharing your screen. Okay. Yeah, well, my name is uh, Christian Dalhuizen. And uh, I'm part of the, the team at BIM Collab as a product manager. In that role, I uh, assist our development in, in some of the new features that uh, we could add to our platform uh, for BIM Collab. And I also do consulting for customers and uh, prospects for our products. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, please uh, share your screen and um, start your presentation. Sure. What I would like to share with you, uh, yeah, that, that we at BIM Collab feel that there is a better way to manage issues in projects, especially with BIM-related issues. And yeah, I have prepared a, a small presentation uh, to, to walk uh, you all through this. Uh, so yeah, we see that projects uh, every day rely on a, a structured communication and collaboration to meet all the challenges in construction projects. Uh, so we see that multiple teams or multiple phasing in, in projects, uh, yeah, rely heavily on people communicating um, to, to yeah, make a good design, um, uh, do the engineering or even the construction. And it can also be in a sort of interaction between these two or three uh, phases. So, yeah, as we come to see that a lot of projects are using uh, BIM or relying on BIM models to also execute the design and engineering process, we see that project teams are using yeah, very specific tools. <clears throat> so some could use them for construction or just get, uh, having them for insights. Uh, design disciplines uh, are using different uh, tools for their trades. And of course, there are a lot of other stakeholders on projects that, that might want to collaborate or interact or uh, come up with specific ideas, maybe even using virtual reality in the process or data dashboards to, to have a sort of management level approach to, uh, to this process, or even have a look at uh, some of the quantities that are involved. So it's all communication. And yeah, we see that current tools like Excel spreadsheets yeah, they are quite uh, yeah, labor intensive. So review meetings uh, are documented in these sheets. Uh, they are sent around, people can comment on those, but it's usually a project team that needs to yeah, figure it all out, put it together into one document and make sure that nothing is lost or out, placed out of time. Uh, and this is not a one-time thing, it happens uh, during the entire cycle uh, of the of the project. So there's always a sort of risk. Did we forget anything? Uh, did we collect all the most current data together? So on top of that, we see that communication is can be hindered by interoperability of issues. So we have different tools, some for modeling the BIM models, doing the design and engineering, and some disciplines might to want to check those models for maybe clashes or missing parameters that, that uh, need to be used in the project. 
um, yeah, we see that we as a issue coordination and communication platform, yeah, is 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 also a very helpful uh, service to actually streamline all the results from checking back to the modeling tools and then keeping that circle going. So how do we achieve that? So <clears throat> BIMCollab is a cloud-based service where all issues can be collected in a sort of repository. Um, these topics about all different types of things that you can, can come across uh, in projects can be linked to BIM applications using our integrations. So we have over 25 connections already for all the most commonly used uh, BIM tools. And next to that, we also have a application that can validate models on multiple levels. And we also have integrations or online viewer integrations with common data environments to have the same source of information uh, available to anyone on the team. Mm -hmm. uh, if I may interrupt you a little bit, uh, what do you think is the problem with Excel files? and with other kind of communication? Well, I feel that if you uh, need to continuously document everything, uh, you will spend a lot of your time and efforts just solely on that administration part. And there's also uh, yeah, a sort of translation. Uh, so if somebody has to rewrite all of the comments in a spreadsheet, yeah, things might get lost. And especially if you have a lot of feedback. So having like 50 people on a project uh, all talking at the same time can be quite a challenge. And yeah, it's it's manual labor. So risks of, of losing or forgetting something are, are high. Yeah. Uh, uh, sometime, uh, some, uh, not long ago, uh, I remember reading somewhere, um, somebody writing, uh, that Excel is the end, the start and the end of the digitization in the construction industry. And uh, okay. <laughs> I completely agree with that. What do you that. mean by that? Uh, like another problem that you did not highlighted, uh, what you said, it's it's huge. It's, it's the most important. Like you need a lot of thing to, uh, a lot of uh, work to keep updated everything and to, uh, to do it, uh, to keep it in sync between teams and of course, but like everybody has his stack of uh, Excel files uh, kept somewhere, right? And when it, they leave a company, like the company is is a, at a huge risk because only that person who worked with those files will like, it will take a lot of time to understand what the other person tried to do there, right? So there, yes, there is a huge, there, there are so many reasons. Like, uh, uh, like you get the feeling I don't have any, I, I like Excel, but you need to use it for things that you know that you use only yourself. And uh, when you don't have a better tool for, for the purpose of, of the work, right? Uh, but it's, it's very easy uh, to, uh, to, uh, to do, uh, to, to write, work on your way, right? And after that, just give it to somebody else to try to understand how, what did you try to accomplish there? Like it's, yeah. uh, this is a huge, it's a huge cost for companies as well, right? Especially when, yeah. like, especially bigger companies where people are uh, coming and going all the time. Like, uh, I used to have a lot of notes in Excel as well, and that's not good for them. When I live, like, the next person will use some time to create another Excel file, 
with a lot of data that will just disappear. Nobody will use it. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. that. Yeah. I think you're right, and, and yeah, it's almost like you need a separate manual uh, if you uh, are the one who is the administrator of these documents to 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 hand it over to a colleague or or yeah, if you leave the company exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in a way, Excel is uh, is anti anti BIM implementation as well, right? Because it's it empowers the the uh, singular uh, the personal use. But it's difficult to uh, to to work to keep it in sync with the most updated information and yeah to not uh, screw up uh, in important uh, situations yeah yeah, yeah please exactly. go ahead yeah and yeah that's also something that I I, I would like to present uh, is that Excel spreadsheets are, are are a little bit difficult to query so you can't ask. Uh, different types of questions uh, to an Excel spreadsheet. So it's all or nothing in most cases. Uh, but anyway, let's continue. So mm -hmm. uh, I, talk, uh, I talked about these different uh, parts of the BIM Collab uh, service. Uh, yeah, so uh, sorry for interrupting you again, but let's clarify a little bit here. You have more products. Like if I understand correctly, you have the cloud, BIM Collab cloud, uh, service which is the base one right and you have after that you have this beam integration or bcf managers which mm -hmm. are extensions or plugins for the other softwares right where you can install yeah. and connect uh, with uh, with uh, to to beam collab and uh, w which is a centralized platform and you can communicate with the other stakeholders right yeah correct and yeah. beam collab zoom it's a model validation or uh, yeah ifc file uh, ifc viewer right or uh, yeah model validation yeah. And the yeah. Uh, yeah, and the uh, CDE integrations. Yes. Okay. So there are is the main uh, product that has uh, BCF managers and the IFC viewer. Cool. I I understood uh, very well now the basic. Yeah. yeah. And and of course it all interacts. So it's it's like more than the sum of its parts. Uh, even though some of the parts can be used separately, but uh, yeah. Because when they all come together, then the actual benefit is is uh, is, is uh, taken advantage of. Um, so let me also explain what we consider issues, uh, because that could also differ depending on where you're coming from. And for us, it's an issue. It's like a topic that people can raise within a project, and it's a sort of digital topic. And uh, that topic uh, has, uh, of course, a sort of uh, number to follow up and to uh, to look it up. Uh, you have a title that uh, explains the topic. You can have a description, and you can have a status. So, is it active? Is it resolved? Or is it closed? And you can also assign it to people. So, you can make somebody responsible at a given time for uh, this issue. But it can also transfer. So, you can reassign it to another team member. If you feel that he needs to recheck, or maybe he he's the one who is better suited for the job. So the viewpoint is where the BIM comes in, because if you create one of these issues uh, within a BIM application, the 3D environment, if you will, uh, then the snapshot that you see on the screen is actually a camera location, and it also has the section planes and components uh, that they can store within. So you can recreate the same viewpoint in multiple software. Uh, so if all of those stakeholders are using the same or different software, you can just 
create one of these views, uh, have an explanation attached, assign it to a team member, and they can start working on it. And you don't have to communicate on which axis it is, uh, on which level, uh, which specific component it is, have lengthy discussions to explain that. No, it's all contained within that single issue that you create. Next yeah, that, that you can smart. That sounds like yeah. a very smart way to handle issues, indeed. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very yeah effective that way. Uh, and of course, we have more uh, attributes that we can add to these issues, like priority, planning milestones, types, labels, comments, areas, and even more. Uh, so, essentially, what you're doing, you can create a viewpoint from one application or one team member. You can share it to BIM Collab, and it can be recreated in another tool. Uh, so everyone on the project, independently of what they are using, can have a look at the same information. And there can be, yeah, a lot less mistakes or miscommunication on what we are actually talking about. Uh, so hopefully people will understand each other a little bit better in communicating this way. So I also want to address that we are built on open standards to a degree uh, that allows us to interact with all of these tools that you see on the screen. They can be downloaded for free for users of our platform, of course. And it it also um, yeah, makes BIM call up a little bit universal for different scenarios. So let's say that you have this combination between NetSworks and Revit. Uh, but we can also interact from Revit to Revit, or maybe Solibri to Revit, or Solibri Archicad. So there's a lot of different scenarios where BIM Collab is applicable. And it can even maybe trigger people to use some of our connected applications that they are not using uh, because of a sort of yeah, interoperability uh, question. So you can communicate all kinds of viewpoints and issues between all of these uh, different scenarios. So like I said, we're based on open standards. So if there is no direct integration, people can even use the building smart definition of BCF to export and import to our platform and essentially also join the collaboration that way. So yeah, I don't know if you have something to add or maybe have some questions, but uh, yeah, I would like to demonstrate if, if there is time. Uh, sure, of course. So, uh, I have many questions and uh, uh, not necessarily only about Binkolab, uh, some about you, how you work at Binkolab, how long did you work and more, but we can talk that after the, the demonstration. Yeah, please show sure. us a little bit uh, yeah. the platform. Uh, so let's try to give a live presentation about uh yeah some of these features um and just a moment um, so what i would like to show you is that this this collaboration or communication is actually a big help to different roles on projects so a project leader can set up the project for his company or his uh his task uh, at the specific project uh, issues, uh, or sorry, the, 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 the way that you communicate on the project, and they can invite the team. Uh, a BIM modeler can use our plugins to actually connect uh, from that application directly 
and add and receive issues. The coordinator can use the BIM models to run uh, requirement checks, flash detection, uh, add those results to issues, and then uh, maybe even extract data and share that on the BIM Collab environment. Any kind of stakeholder can use the web application to just uh, have a look at all the issues that are shared, what is their status, uh, maybe they want to add some comments. They can also use our Zoom application to view uh, or review some of these issues. Uh, there's also the online connection with the common data environment uh, that they can use. Um, yeah, we can even export information to Power BI dashboards, uh, lists, etc. So in the demo, I will also show you how a project leader can then start, uh, if the issues come in, that they can coordinate, they can track, they can create reports. So everything that you already uh, wanted to do, maybe even in an Excel scenario, uh, yeah, it's still possible. So let me just switch to my web browser. So a BIM Collab uh, Cloud, can be accessed uh, from any browser. So you can log in if you have an account there and you can join a project. So I have an empty project right here. Uh, there are no issues just yet. Uh, and if I look at the settings, I did already invite some team members, group them together. And I have some project specific uh, attributes that I have defined here. Mm -hmm. So basically this would be the first step for a project leader. Uh, if he adds somebody to this list, they will automatically get a notification and they can enter uh, into the project and work on the issues together. So the next thing for me would be to create some issues. <clears throat> and of course I have this uh, free application from our platform, which I can download and install. With that, I can connect to the project that I've just created. So, uh, where are we? So here we have the, the project. And of course I can uh, have or load up some of the models that I want to use in this uh, presentation. So in this case, I will just select my project folder and I will checkbox some of these uh, discipline folders, uh, because there are, I know that there are IFC models shared here. And yeah, this application will find them automatically and I can group them here. So I will quickly group some of these. <clears throat> and I can use this later on to yeah, very structuredly run a requirement check or a validation. Um, in this case, this would be MVP. So if you want to work with these models, just yeah, load them from the correct folder. The folder can also be shared like OneDrive or a connected folder to BIM 360 or Trimble Connect. And nice. once loaded, uh, I can review all the data. Uh, I can select elements to, to see all the information that is attached from the BIM application here. And I can also combine that with other disciplines to have a sort of review here. I can do that manually, but I can also automate some of that uh, process. So 
uh, you can see that we have MEP discipline together with structural, so I can navigate freely. Uh, I can create section boxes to maybe cut through the model to get a good sense on uh, how it is set up and how the components interact with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can also use some of these tools like smart views, which is have like a sort of uh, override that I can run on the models to quickly get a better understanding of, uh, in this case, the systems within this, uh, this model. So if I'm not satisfied with anything, I can right click and even select components to, to communicate. Um, so in this case, I will just uh, write the uh, event that inside all. Uh, and yeah, once created, I can share that with the rest of the team. So if I were to reset this, you can see that the camera position and the element is attached. So I can yeah have a conversation with other disciplines. So if I know the person who should be solving this, I can just select them from a drop-down list. Mm -hmm. So in this case, the MEP engineer, maybe write a comment uh, on what to do. And then save that and communicate that uh, by syncing it to the cloud. So the system does the interaction so the the, the person assigned can have a notification email jump into the issue and start solving this issue uh, we can do also uh, other things so if our model needs some specific values to uh, function properly in in the process i can have uh, a check on maybe some missing parameters like uh, fire rating or elements without a classification um yeah and it's very visual to see which elements are missing uh, those specific properties and of course if i want to create issues and assign that to modelers i can just simply add them here okay so um i've created a couple of issues in this way now I will also run a automated check. So for this, I have a tool that can check two uh, sets against each other. Mm -hmm. So in this case, it would be the walls from the structural engineer against slabs from the structural engineer. Oh, sorry, I don't want to open all of my contacts. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, you can have different types of grouping and visualization uh, so if i run this it automatically finds intersections between different types of elements uh, and i can create issues from them mm -hmm. but there are quite many so uh, 282 <laughs> uh, so i also want to investigate so i can have a sort of schematic view that shows me the intersecting volumes to have uh -huh. a good understanding nice. about yeah its severity if I want to raise it at all. And I can also uh, group it in different ways. So now I have grouped multiple issues that are actually similar into a level uh, from a specific model. And yeah, 
reduce the number of issues. So I don't want to create 282 issues this way. Uh, and that would be also a lot of work for a modeler to fix. So I will just report these six issues uh, with yeah, like 200 clashes inside. Again, I can use the fields that were created online uh, by the project leader, assign it to that structural engineer, and then generate these on the platform. Okay, I've seen in, in area, you had uh, more floors. Did you customize? Did you uh, customize that yourself in Bing Cloud Cloud, or is that something that came uh, came automatically in the model? Uh, sorry, which one did you make? There, uh, you choose uh, zero one lower building. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, is it possible to to uh, to customize after floors? For example, if you want to see only the issues from floor one or from floor two. Yes. Uh, you can. Which is the best approach for that? Uh, well, there are two multiple ways. Of course, it's it's this is a digital uh, issue, uh, and it, it can be filtered quite easily. So we have a filter here that can actually filter all specific areas. So if I want to view only issues from the lower part of this structure, I can just filter it out and I can focus on only those issues. Uh, if you want to have more information, you can just upgrade the area parameter here and add or uh, decrease the number of areas that you define on your project. Okay, and, and then you need to assign that area to the elements, right? You need to select all the elements from a floor, for example, and assign that area, right? Well, it's not so much that you designate them or assign them to elements per se. It's more about, and I can show you here that I now have multiple issues online. Uh, and these can grow uh, as projects uh, progress. So some might have 1500 or maybe 50,000 issues. Wow. And if you want to localize them, you can use those area fields to quickly uh, display only the issues that uh, pertaining to a specific area on the project. Can you do that in the BCF manager as well, in another software like Archicad, for example? Yes. So I can uh, show you an example of another modeling tool. Uh, so if I take on the role as a modeler, uh, yeah. I have the free download of the plugin and I can access it directly from within this software. So I don't have to go outside or have to to open simultaneously. Yeah. So I can log in as in this case, I will be uh, the role of uh, the structural engineer. Yeah. And of course I can connect to the project in the cloud to collect all of my issues. So um, there we go. I have a lot of... Uh, Project. Project. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've, I've selected that. And as you can see, it now directly retrieves all the issues uh, from uh, the entire project. Yeah. If I want to filter only the ones assigned to me, or maybe from a specific area, like you uh, asked, yeah. uh, I can also filter for that. Uh, so in that case, I can also 
check if issues are assigned to me. So no issues assigned. So if I was a project leader, um, I think I used the wrong value just a moment. I made a small mistake. Uh, it's about created here. So I need yeah. to have this one. Uh, so assigned assigned to, to, yeah. yeah. So as you can see, uh, they are, uh, these are the issues that are assigned to me. And this is the operability, interoperability part. So the viewpoint was created in uh, our application separately from Revit, but I can still recreate the same viewpoint and the elements can be isolated. So it's very nice. easy for the expert modeler here to quickly select all the instances that are communicated here, uh, even report back. So you have that feedback loop uh, on these uh, issues. I can even add a new image from this application and I can change the status, which is also uh, changing the color to make it more identifiable. Yeah. And as a coordinator of the project, you have the dashboard to view all the latest changes that people think. So as you can see, there was this change and there was this picture added and viewpoint, of course. And yeah, it gives me that complete control over all the changes. And of course you have the overview to guide you as well. Nice. So then uh, it's nice to have a, a quick workflow between modeling and checking, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And yeah, then I would also like to refer to that circle in the presentation that we can have a modeler creating models. It can be checked, the results are communicated. They can be retrieved by the modeler that they are assigned to. They can report back, they can be rechecked. And so the, the yeah, the feedback loop is closed. Mm -hmm. And also it decreases the time to solve all of these issues. What about the, yeah, because you don't need to have your emails on the side and not be sure, like you just uh, click on the view you do you have in, Bing, in uh, your, your tool, your authoring mm -hmm. tool, and you you see it there. Yeah, that, that's the issue. I need to fix it quickly, right? It definitely yeah. saves a lot of time. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, uh, I see you have reports there. What can you do with reports? Yeah, well, reports can still uh, archive uh, uh, Excel spreadsheets. So the information can still be the old fashioned way. Uh, let's call it that. So if you still want to communicate uh, uh, this way, yeah, you can automate that. Uh, and essentially, it already saved you all of the administration part because it's actually became, it has become part of the process. Mm. So the, the system does the documentation for you. Uh, you can just filter and have specific reports for specific companies or uh, mm. specific milestones and just, yeah, generate these reports for download uh, from the platform. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe you need to add it to some reports, right? That you need for some handovers or I don't know, or some bills, right? Uh, but uh, yeah. maybe it's better to just uh, print it as PDF instead of uh, using Excel as we already bashed Excel, but it might there might be some use cases, of course, where people yeah. might need uh, Excel for more flexibility afterwards, after, but like you said, it's happening after the, the everything else, right? It's just the, how do you, you use it just to visualize and 
yeah yeah uh, yeah cool yeah yeah so but essentially the the reporting uh, becomes less viable for the communication itself so it may have a sort of archiving function but anyone on the project can just uh yeah jump on on this project and have an overview of all of the issues for different person they can sort they can filter so even if, if you have a thousand issues you can say well just give me all of the uh, issues that were raised on the lower part of the structure uh, you can also filter for specific companies that they are assigned to um, so yeah everyone can can find their issues quickly yeah and it's always uh, informed we also have some settings for all of the people working uh, on it that they can uh, set their own reporting from the email notification. Yeah. So you can also have an overview of activities within the day or the week or whatever period that you want. And yeah, you can set it yourself. So you can say, well, I want to have a report about around uh, one o'clock in the afternoon for all changes related to me then yeah this is possible as well uh -huh. uh, nice um, uh, so yeah yeah sorry for uh, interrupting you again um we uh, we talked about yes, uh, exporting to excel and uh, uh, pdfs uh, which is not uh, the best way maybe to uh, to to uh, view and understand data so mm -hmm. do you have any do we have any other options that you might forgot about it starts with um, P. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's good that you mentioned it. So there are different ways to view the issue. So this is the list view with the columns that you can sort. You have the like tile overview where you can show all the issues. But you also have these visual graphs that actually give a very good representation of your 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 project status. So you can see. Uh, which issues are assigned to who, uh, how many they are, how many have different status. You can sort by priority. Uh, you can have them for areas or, or specific uh, 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 issues over time. So how long does it take to close? Because we have all that data uh, in issues. So let me just briefly jump back to uh, this one. So as you can see, we actually logged all of the information about who created it, who responded, and who resolved it. So that's the, the history that we also keep. And we can use that history to also generate these types of reporting. And we can even interact with other tools like uh, Power BI. So if I were to... Uh, let me just quickly open a, an example of that. Sure. So if the reporting on our platform is not customizable enough, you can use other tools like, like this one to actually stream information between both platforms and, and, and present it in any shape or form that you uh, need to. Uh, okay, this is... Uh, not found at the moment but i have another one yep so we have a free connector 
you can download it from our website as well. You can put it into Power BI Desktop, and then you can select your uh, BIM Callup account, the project that you want to retrieve information from, and it's presented here as fields. And you can use those fields to create these interactive dashboards. So mm -hmm. if I click here, I can click on this MEP advisor, and then it will show you the status, the number, which issues they are. Uh, so it's a, a very helpful tool to visualize complex information. So Power BI is also heavily used for yeah, by companies around the world for, for all types of complex data. But it's also especially suited for yeah, construction data as well. Um, and yeah, it's, I just want to emphasize that this is connected to the project. So if the project evolves, then this evolves with it. So you always have a yeah, sort of iPad overview that you can interact with, with the status of projects. Mm. Uh, yeah, which is That's of nice. course very convenient. Yes, indeed. That is definitely very convenient and nice to have. Yeah. Uh, I will just uh, mention that everybody uh, uh, or anyone in, uh, in the audience, please feel free to write questions if you have any. Uh, yeah. Do, is there anything else you, you think you'd miss that you would like to show me? Well, yeah, that part could be more about collaborative work. Uh, so I showed you this, this setup with the, the federation of these models. Um, I can also link that to the BIM Collab project so that people using this, this application uh, yeah, can transfer the location of these models with each other so that everyone looks at the same project folders and information. But they can also drag and drop uh, their own created requirements to the shared folder so that other people can run these uh, yeah, color overrides or these smart views themselves to actually check on their own models. Uh, so a coordinator doesn't need to check every model that comes in. You can also yeah, uh, give other stakeholders this option. And it also uh, can be done for our clash rules. So if you have a sort of setup that other models should adhere to, you can also assign them and have the structural engineer or the architect uh, yeah, run that himself. And another collaborative feature is our list feature. So I can create a list set that uh, yeah, very structuredly can uh, collect information from, uh, from different elements. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to filter. Uh, you can even have a sort of interaction here. Uh, another promising part is that we can share these results with other uh, Zoom users, uh, but also uh, this information is pushed to the project. So if I go to this list page, you can actually see that uh, the walls that I've just run are now pushed here. So people can work with these numbers. Uh, and of course, uh, yeah, the, the project coordinator can refresh these if the models uh, are, are updated. Mm -hmm. So yeah, any type of information can be shared this way. Uh, let me just leave you with this uh, example of 
collecting and grouping spaces, which is always a complex uh, thing, uh, especially in large uh, projects. So currently I am adding the architectural files, which contains the rooms. Hmm. And when that's done, I can show you our pivot grid approach. So in this example, um, I have a filter uh, that filters out all of the spaces. I can select some of the properties that I want to list. And by running this, I can use a sort of a pivot table approach. Uh, so let me just show you. So here I have all of the attributes, uh, which are listed now in uh, these columns and rows. I'm counting some of these uh, columns and they are represented here. Uh, but if I want to drag some of these uh, from uh, row to column, you can see that they are sorted differently. Uh, so you can see all the rooms inside one of these apartments, or maybe I want to show uh, the specific categories below this. Uh, so there are multiple ways of grouping this together. Mm -hmm and even have multiple values there. So now you can see all of the apartment types. Uh, so grouped and sorted uh, with their values, but I can also drill down and see every individual apartment uh, with its, uh, yeah, which spaces that he uh, has and which uh, column they uh, nice. refer to. And also this is, shareable to our platform so uh someone else can can also yeah see this list uh, see which build numbers belong to a specific apartment types and the mm -hmm. numbers that they represent so yeah also collaboration in design and engineering and you can make yeah, also informed decisions if you share this regularly and not only at the end uh, so yeah having that direct line also for these quantities or data that could be very beneficial for the project review. Yes, indeed. And uh, we also have a, have a data dashboard object that can connect to Power BI. So uh, you can use Power BI for BIM Collab issues, but also for the quantities that you may want to share. Okay. Yeah, that sounds very good. Uh, we have a question, uh, and it sounds like this. I will would like to visualize PDF plans inside the BIM Collab Zoom for managing. Mm -hmm. Is that possible? Well, at this time, we only support RFC files and laser scan data. Uh, so it's a, it's a fully 3D environment, if you will. Uh, that also is, yeah, has a sort of direct link to the, to the format that we use for issues, which is basically, uh, PCF, like I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. and it, it, it does not support, uh, 2D documents in that issue workflow. Uh, so for now, uh, I'm not saying that we, we won't maybe add this in the future, uh, but uh, yeah, 
just focusing on this uh, issue uh, assignment and, uh, and not so much on archiving more data uh, that way. Uh, yeah, we don't uh, currently support the PDF combination. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope I do want to show you one big other thing. But yeah, yeah. But regarding I... the PDF thing, to be honest, if you want my, I understand maybe you want to overlap some plans and check with the 3D model, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, it's not the the strongest suite of uh, BIM Collab focus on on issues, right? And uh, when you talk about BIM uh, and the BIM adoption and BIM implementation and such. It's not ideal actually to start using PDFs if you want my two cents. Like uh, a 3D centric uh, approach is much more uh, in line with this, with uh, ISO 9650 and with everything related to, to the progress of our industry. Please go yeah, ahead. I concur. Uh, but I still understand the desires. Uh, of course, sometimes. of course, of course. I understand the use. Uh, I understand the use, of course. Hmm. But also know that we already have a sort of derived 2D representation for people who who actually uh, are are yeah still a bit hesitant to to jump to the full 3D model. So with the information inside the BIM models that we receive, we can still have this sort of 2D underlay uh, with also like grid information and numbers. Uh, so that it, it's it's better understood for people who have still have a, a 2D focus that way. Okay, so yeah, if you want to be sure that uh, that some flow, uh, some walls, for example, are exactly in place with the lines for the walls, so you can do. But are these plans generated from 3D model, right? You cannot add or import yeah, any PDF. They are generated they are from not... the IFC file. Exactly. Yeah. Auto generated. You don't need to work with this. You just you just get it. It's yeah, you get it, and it's more like a reference uh, hmm. to also display the location of elements next to maybe uh, doors or windows or walls. Uh, but it's not a check if the two D documentation was created correctly, uh, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And in in a in a healthy BIM approach, then of course you you. You should actually already being able to uh, uh, trust in the fact that if you use BIM files, that the, the lines and the model itself should be always the same uh, yeah. because they they come from the 3D model. So they can't be anything else than, yeah, the the model itself, if, if you adhere to the BIM process correctly. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh, I don't see any other questions. So uh, yeah, if uh, if any anybody else has any other questions, yeah, please uh, please don't hesitate to write. Meanwhile, I will ask uh, Christian to tell me a little bit how how long uh, he has worked with uh, with Beam Collab and uh, yeah, we for the construction industry software. Uh, well, uh, I have been working for my current employer uh, for since. Uh, 1999. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's been a while. Um, working with uh, BIM technology ever since. Um, for BIM Collab, I was also a part of the initial uh, release. So in 2015, we released uh, BIM Collab. 
so it's six years ago. Uh, and yeah, now my time is uh, almost fully dedicated to that uh, development and and yeah, uh, uh, also the uh, yeah the presentation part of that. I understand. Uh, you are not the CEO, but uh, as you mentioned, you definitely uh, start, you are uh, one of the most uh, the oldest employees in the company. Definitely been at his side for a long time, right? Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, you definitely must know this. Uh, how how did he uh, came up uh, with the idea to create Beam Collab? Why? How? What the, did he see? And uh, how? How did he get to the, this conclusion and started working towards this? Well, I think it was a combination of things. So we, uh, uh, our mother company, if you will, uh, also uh, uh, sells other BIM solutions. Uh, and uh, uh, doing that, we have uh, acquired a lot of experience and knowledge about yeah, the BIM process. and also some of its bottlenecks. So when we came across a then unknown format called BCF, yeah. Uh, uh, then yeah, we thought, well, this is this could be very helpful. Uh, and unfortunately, we didn't see a large uptake in other software vendors, even the bigger ones, to, to adopt this uh, quickly. Uh, but yeah, some of them did. Uh, one of them being Solibri and Tecla. Uh, which are actually the, the sort of inventors of the format, of the issue format. And then we built upon that. And yeah, we also came to the conclusion at some point that putting it all together would require a sort of cloud solution to be the most effective. Uh, yeah, and then it uh, it it jumped from there. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. To the point sense. that we are now. How, how, busy is, how big is the team, uh, Beam Collab team? Currently, we are uh, around 80 people. And yeah, within the years, so from 2015 on, we have grown steadily. And yeah, our product or our service, it's actually used by yeah many, many companies worldwide. Uh, so over 50 countries. Um, yeah, and I think uh, I can't give you a exact number but i know that more than yeah 1500 projects are run are run daily with the help of uh, our services uh, wow. from yeah from compact projects to uh the crazy crazy large ones so yeah we, we are very proud of that uh, that growth and yeah especially the feedback that customers give about this uh, its effectiveness for them that's very nice to hear. That's very nice. Uh, and uh, it's also very nice that, uh, like, what can be better, like, uh, just uh, to to just approach the one of the biggest issues in our industry. Like, uh, this is why I like very much this product, because because it tries to to destroy the silos in our industry and get people to work together. Because this is one of the biggest challenges in our industries. We have so many stakeholders and it's so difficult to co communicate and be effective, right? Uh, and yeah. this is uh, something that Collab does very well, putting people to work more effective and better together. Yeah, that's our goal. Um, and yeah, I think uh, 
yeah, I think it does not take much calculation to to identify that if people speak better to each other, <laughs> communicate, and they understand each other, uh, that the, the end result will be faster, better, uh, and, and less 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 risk involved or faults that need to be fixed in other phases. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if only could just uh, recognize this uh, and be honest about this more often because, you know, there are people and me, myself, definitely have been at some point, maybe it's difficult to understand between colleagues as well. If you don't have a very clear uh, representative uh, mission and yeah, it, it happens a lot, like in the same company, in the same team, like to, to, to have the impression that you understand exactly. But actually, when you put it on paper, it's a little bit different or when you put it in a 3D model or in a drawing. So uh, this helps a lot uh, eliminating these uh, threats uh, to communication. Yeah, it's it's very, very nice. Um, yeah. You said there are over 50 countries. Uh, is it uh, is any uh, like you are from Netherlands and uh, I, I assume that uh, it's uh, it's most popular in uh, in Europe, this product or? It, there are countries in other uh, continents as well. Well, yeah, well, it's true that Europe has a sort of leading role here. Uh, also, when it comes to uh, taking advantage of, of open standards and interoperability, uh, there's also quite some uh, progress on, on national levels uh, to create or adopt a sort of standardized BIM approach uh, mm -hmm. that does that not everyone builds their models in a different way uh, and this this all helps um, but I think that other regions are quick to 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 pick up on this and that uh, the knowledge is uh, and, and uh, yeah the effectiveness of doing this correctly or, or in a streamlined way is uh, is picked up quite quite quickly uh, so yeah, that that's and that's also something that we are proud of that we are also sharing uh, yeah, our services uh, and and our way of working to parts uh, where I myself might might have thought well uh, it's it's maybe too immature, but again they can that's maybe also the benefit of being second that you don't have to make the mistakes that other leaders uh, are making. And mm -hmm. just reap the benefits of lessons learned uh, in other regions. Uh, yeah, that's a very uh, interesting and smart way to look at things. Yeah, uh, and what I would also like to share uh, to people listening is that we are com we we provide the technology, uh, but BIM Collab is a collaboration platform. And collaboration is only as, as strong as the people who are actually working on it. So uh, one aspect to consider is that even though people might realize that this is a better way, uh, in the construction industry, people are uh, also a little bit bound by their history. So having that email, that screenshot or, or that telephone call uh, in the background is very repeating still at some points of pressure uh, but yeah 
also knowing that everything is documented for yourself as well if you do it through BIM Collab, uh, in the end will save you a lot more time than just doing that quick phone call and making that one-on-one -on -one decision that other people on the projects may not be aware of could be quite damaging actually to the to the overall end result. Uh, so yeah it's yes, all uh, also about yeah uh change that way yeah change. you 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 touched a very sensitive point and uh with, <laughs> with, 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 uh, with other words you just said that uh it's a big challenge for being collab as well to be uh, mass adopt the the culture is a big uh, challenge and not only for being collab for uh, beam adoption and for everything beam related and for everything um that stops us leaving behind the world uh, the old ways of doing things and just jumping on on the new tools and use them wisely right and the, yeah. you are right uh, i i i experience uh, that hands on and yeah it's it's a tough job uh, a tough uh, fight uh, we must have and we have and uh, i as uh, the host of this podcast or videocast whatever it became it's i feel the same like it's people see it uh, understand maybe some of it but it takes a lot of courage and determination to actually act and do the thing you try actually invest a few hours and use the tool and see it can if is there any potential to improve your workflow to make to work more efficient right try it's it's scary i know it's scary it's this is right we are we are very used with our uh, own of workings like right? with with our workflows and it's so comfortable when we work in our way right and it's very difficult when you when you need to up your game a little bit but yeah this is a big challenge uh, uh, culture and on, on all, all the plans uh, for change and uh, the construction the aac industry the building environment doesn't need uh, some little change like we are uh, ripe for a huge change and that's the problem actually like yep. we like we uh, there is an urge for us for our industry to improve there is an urge for our habits to change because this planet cannot take it anymore uh, the projects are not effective people are losing a lot of money and so there are a lot of issues for this uh, but yeah um, it's a lot of resistance and yeah i'm i'm we are fighting uh to 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 try to to make hip, uh, help people understand a little bit better and yeah motivate people to to adopt better tools yeah and i hope that we can contribute to that as well uh like i mentioned uh yeah it's been over 20 years that i have been working with bim technology uh it it yeah, you might say that it was at first slow to start, uh, starting with like the first tools like Archicad. Uh, but since then, uh, yeah, different tools came on the market. There are now national BIM protocols. Uh, it's it's becoming, yeah, or it is a standard in, in projects today. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I have confidence that, uh, that it, uh, also this type of co collaboration will uh, will be adopted quickly or can even help with the acceptance of BIM more because you can communicate on different levels, even to people who do not build the models per se, but do take advantage of the, of the information that they generate. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, so who, uh, let's very quickly recap who is being collab for, who, which stakeholders across the supply chain can use and can, uh, can benefit from being collab? Well, first and foremost, it's, it's the, the, yeah, if, if you look at the, our focus on issue management, then the ones that do the coordinating will benefit first. Uh, but I think if you adopt a strategy and, and scale uh, the usage of BIM Collab, then eventually you will cover a lot of different roles. Uh, even a client could be informed this way, or it can be a consultant, or uh, yeah, we have clients which are con contractors, we have consultancy firms, we have architects, we have engineering companies, we have people in, in infrastructural uh, projects, uh, even oil and gas to some uh, degree. So essentially every complex project that involves a, a big team with specific expertise uh, could benefit from this uh, on different levels. Yeah. But it all depends on how you're, you want to build up your strategy. So, yeah. yeah. How big is the learning curve for being collapsed? Ah, that's always a, a tricky question. Uh, our aim is to, to keep it as low as possible. Uh, we have continuously wishes from all kinds of aspects of BIM Collab, uh, which we can all adopt and we can all put it in, in, in inside of BIM Collab. So uh, we don't have all of the features, but we want to make the features that we have as understandable as possible. Uh, so yeah, I would say that we are a very low entry type of platform, uh, not only from our BIM tool, BIM Collab Zoom for, uh, validating models, uh, but yeah, I think in comparison to other tools, then, then we are actually a quite steep learning curve. So without, yeah, I wouldn't say without, but. Yeah, I could say, say without. Without formal training, you are able to adopt either BIM Collab issue management or even our BIM Collab Zoom model validation tool. Uh, so, and I think that's uh, that's quite a a feat. Uh, yeah. To to see people use our product without formal training. Of course, they can become experts with a training. I'm not saying training is not necessary, but yeah. It doesn't take a full days or two days of training to be able to 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 work with it. Yeah, yeah, you you can uh, like you you can be functional without uh, intense training. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. very good. That's very good to hear. Uh, how how can uh, somebody like do you provide any free trial or something if somebody would like to try your product? Uh, what uh, what uh, should they do? Well, um, if you want any type of information, including maybe a free trial, you can go to our website. So our website is uh, uh, com. You can read up on uh, what is BIMCOLLAB. Uh, we also have a support section with help center topics about what it takes to get started. And also on that uh, support page, you can download the free versions of Zoom any of the plugins, 
And if you're interested in the issue management on the cloud, you can even start for free uh, with our free subscription. So it's actually a sort of limited version of BIMcolor. Uh, but if you intend to use it further, there's a very good scaling option since we're also software as a service. So you can start low, but you can uh, grow in users or functionality uh, whenever you uh, reach that point. So there's there's room from the small company, starting company to the uh, global enterprise uh, uh, customer. Yeah, nice. That's nice to see. Um, how can somebody contact you directly if they want to ask you something? What's the best way? Um, I think, again, go to our website. Uh, we have a... Uh, um, a, a free consultancy and demo uh, uh, offer. So you can book directly from our website uh, with one of our consultants, uh, including me. Uh, that can have a look at just the generics or maybe a sort of focused on your company, uh, see what where we can improve and, and which type of setup or account would suit you the best. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there are multiple ways here. Also, I would like to point to our global partners. Uh, so we have uh, collaborations with different companies globally. Um, of course, we have a global reach, uh, but we also want to assist our customers with local language, local, localized knowledge. Uh, so uh, across uh, here, you will find all kinds of yeah, subsidiaries or it's business partners of PIMCOLLAB and sales agents uh, if you want to have that conversation in your own language. Uh, um, yeah, and again, you can also uh, set up a demo with us uh, from our website. Yeah. If need. Amazing. That sounds uh, like uh, everything in play is in place to just try it. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, and yeah, of course, uh, if, if somebody has ideas on maybe even to improve it uh, as a product manager, I would love to know that. Uh, sure. Yeah. So you're here. If you have any tips, just uh, get in contact. Well, for sure. Thank you very much, Christian, for taking the time. It was really yeah, nice. To talk to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.